This is Andrew. I'm Sean. And this is Mark. And welcome to the show where we're going to talk about uh, a lot of things. Scotch. Probably First scotch of all, related. it's Thursday. It is Thirsty Thursday. Time to drink. Welcome to the bar, guys. Welcome to the bar, everybody. Welcome Cheers, to the virtual everybody. bar for all you folks out there. Hey, if you're watching, we hope you have a dram poured and you have pulled up a seat to our bar. If you're listening later on the, on the podcast or on the record on YouTube... We hope you have two free hands. Yeah, we hope right? you find time to be able to pour one and enjoy the show with us. Um, got a lot going on in the show tonight, guys. You put an what, agenda what, together. What's our theme? What's, what's our theme? Collectible whiskey. Collectible whiskey. Collectible whiskeys. So why are we doing collectible whiskeys? So, so who collects whiskey? I Yeah, we're going to get into all that. I mean, why collect it? How do you collect it? What do you do when you collect it? How do you sell it? What, why are you collecting it? I mean, and what happens if we you're really, drinking it while you're collecting it? We kind of have a problem. We really don't have a problem not collecting it. Stuff doesn't catch dust on us. <laughs> but we're, we're not going to be selling <laughs> it either. <laughs> so let's give a shout out to everybody online. See who's out uh, Who's out there. Um, we got a lot of people we out do. there. Let's let's we give do. the, the so proper shout first. out for first. Yep. Scott for Dummies was first. Oh, no. Nah. I, mean, I mean, one lost cause. Was one lost cause beat us. I, I think that's two weeks in a row we saw. So I think we should start giving away maybe the first person that comes in the chat, maybe a little bottle hanger for you know something going for something different, maybe every once in a while. Yeah, that, that works. I'm down something with that. New. Something new. You know what? Talk about giveaways. We got something we're going to give away tonight. Have a um, so we've we're, Drew has put a little techno in, and he's going to try a new new technology for giveaways, and we're going to give a sample of this Black Art 5.1 away. Uh, this was this week's Monday review. A lot of comments on it. Um, I read the vast majority of them, answered as many as I could. I answered some today. But something that struck me was there were a handful of comments on people saying stuff like, uh, "I wish I could have, you know, I wish I could ever have a sample of that. I, you know, I'll never get to try that." Well, you know what? Let's give a sample away, and hopefully, it goes to, to one of those folks that made a comment that says yep. that. And, and if you're like you know, me, you're like, I'm not missing out on anything. I, <laughs> yes. And the chat is working. So. All right. There we go. So as you can see, our new chat bot, by the way, Nightbot decided that Eric is being too rough and decided to leave the house. Oh. She's gone. Um, but we have a new chat bot called Streamlabs. And so Streamlabs bot is basically saying, hey, if you would like to be eligible for the Black Art 5.1 salsa that we're giving away, all you got to do is hit pound raffle and your name will go into the Wait, giveaway. Pound, pound raffle or, or exclamation mark raffle? Exclamation point! It's pound, same thing. Well, no, the, you put it on there. And so oh, yeah, yeah. Exclamation point! Exclamation point! Raffle, one word. Not pound. Where do you go? I was gonna say, I, I, I'm I pretty sure pound and exclamation mark. I got you. I got you. I got you. For, so for those of you on the podcast, sorry, I'm coding. You can't. But so whis whiskey music's on. Uh, we got Bob H. Hey, Bob. Chad Adams is there. Uh, Jimmy T. Kato's on. Kato's on. I haven't seen that guy in a long time. It's good Kato's? to see you, Kato. DB Cheers to you, DB We got that now, man. We're, we're good. We got you. straight. <laughs> we appreciate you. <laughs> um, Keith Richmond, not a collector, just waiting for special occasions to enjoy good scotch. You know yeah. what a special well, occasion? Good. Thursday. Yeah. Thursday. Sure. Thursday's a good occasion for me. So, do we want to run through this review and... You know, we need to get to it. Um, let's actually, oh, I'm, I'm curious to see what everybody's drinking out there. Uh, we, before we started the show tonight, we 
decided we were going to kill a couple of bottles. Uh, you know, sort of as Sean would say, the stuff has to get off my bar. It's a wounded zebra. It's a wounded it zebra. Needs, <laughs> it needs to go. So we are killing zebras. One of which is this old Glenmorough that um, fell into my lap, literally, uh, from a friend, uh, and it was a white and white. Independent bottler from 1980. It's a 12 year old Glemra. It's just it's exquisite. It's really good whiskey. And you know, um, I, uh, I was drinking something something more powerful beforehand, and then I went to this and I thought initially I was like, eh, it's not so much. But when you give it a good chance and you start with a clean palate, it really is a lot better than I thought initially. 43% ABV. Um, we had a lot of fun with it. Really excited when we had this bottle. That one and the uh, the Dallas Dew. The Dallas Dew. Yeah, you you definitely were high on that Dallas Dew. You were, weren't you? Dallas Dew was very good. Yeah. So that's one that we're going to kill. And we're probably going to reach back to a bunch of other wounded ones yep. back there and try to make some room because Sean says we got to clean up around here. Well, we have almost as many on the floor as we have on the bar. So right. We'll who wants the last little? I'll take it. Drew says, "Give it to me. Kill it." So white and white goes down, which means we're going to wait a second before we get into this black art. Thank but you, um, we can talk about it, a little bit about it before we pour a sample to really get into it, because the, the black art. This is the five one, differing from obviously the four one and the six one. The sound of the bottle going in the trash. Clank clank. That's is that the zebra dying? That's a zebra dying. Okay. Um, a lot of people commented about their black art that they had, whether it was a 4-1 or looking forward to the 6-1. Yeah. Um, obviously, they are all obviously a little bit different. Oh, I love oh we got a super chat. Keith Daniel. Daniel. Okay, I'll start the super chat going. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Appreciate it. That's a Cheers, virtual dram. Keith. Appreciate your support. Absolutely. Oh, man. Guys. Is that a new subscriber? A new subscriber. Wow. Hey, so let me ask you. I haven't seen any... Exclamation point! How they get into this? Has anybody entered? Oh, they have tons oh, of yeah, okay, tons of people. Uh, I, pro- I apologize for the, the spamming of Streamlabs. I have this first time using it, so please ignore that piece. But uh, yeah, it's working so far. We got uh, so far. We've got uh, t- almost 20, 18 people. Yep. There you go. Right. Awesome. Well, I'm excited about it's, giving. It's, it's going to end in like 40 minutes or so. Good. Yeah, so we got a lot. Good. Man, I forgot how good this bottle is. It's a good bottle, isn't it? it surprisingly, <laughs> it, and it was only a quarter of a bottle left. You know, that bottle was actually kind of hard to research. I mean, it was purchased at a whiskey event here in Indianapolis back in the 90s, early 90s. Private distiller that hasn't done anything, you know, it's interesting. Yeah, but it was really fun. We enjoyed it. And the uh, the Dallas Dew looked the same bottle, same label, everything looked exactly the same. You you did head on to it, yeah. I'll tell you what, this has pineapple. It's really nice. It does. It's It's really fruity. You think so? I do think so. It, it does get better as we talk about it. It surely does. So, I, mm-hmm. I, I hate to say it, but I would rather have this than that. What? You're crazy. You would rather have... What, okay, so let me get the bottle out so we can explain this better for those. It's a Glen Murrah, Glen Murrah distilled in 1980. 12 year old. Age 12 years. 43% ABV. You'd rather have that over the Black Art 5.1. Yes. You're nuts. No way. You can have my 5.1. I'll, I'll gladly accept <laughs> your right. 5.1. Well, it depends. How much is this? I mean, yeah, for... If this is a $50 bottle, yeah, I'd say it's... You now, know. I, I, listen, if, if we're talking... I mean, I know price is always a weight into our reviews. It has to be. And I get that, and I respect that. But that's... I, I know this is pretty crazy high. 
right? The 5.1 is really high for what you're getting. I'm not going to argue with that. So uh, if that's your ballpark, if that's your good. big big argument. Uh, I, I totally agree. Honestly, with you the, the the taste is good. I mean, it's lots of stuff. The the part where the price factors in for this bottle for me is that I don't I don't find the scotch particularly interesting. Really? And flavorful or, you know, you don't like, if you don't it's, like flavorful, then yeah. Well, here, here's my problem with it. It's, and I went back and, and rewatched the review because I kind of wanted to see where I was at when I was doing the review, right? And so I'm thinking back about this glass and I'm thinking about this black art bottle and I've had multiple iterations of the black art. Now I've tried it many times at whiskey fests and whatever. And it's just not one that I'm like, I can't wait to try that again. I just don't. And taking the price completely out of it, you know what I mean? Okay. It's, it seems very superficial to me for flavor. There, there are scotches that have deep, rich, bold flavors. And this has a lot of like small flavors just going kind of all over it's the place. And it's, it's just very disjointed. And it's like they put it in a bunch of different casks just to see what happens. And a lot of times when you do that, if you don't have a plan, what happens is it tastes like it's a muddled mess. It, it, there's not a plan to it. I, so I just, like, like a soda pop suicide? <laughs> yeah. I mean, really, honestly. Yeah. So, so, Sean, I, I, I see where you're coming from. Drew, I think, has a different perspective. What's your... Well, your I, I mean, so for me, I, I did knock it for price. It's too much. And, and maybe I was a little... Not kind to it, if you will, on, the, on my overall score. But I really appreciated what was in it because, to me, it had a lot of complexity to it. it. It had a lot of flavors. We spoke about so many different things, and it evolved. And with the weird thing about it was how well it was with water. It evolved even more, and that sweeter, that like kind of, I haven't had a lot, a lot of water sweeten up. Scotches too much, and this really sweet, more sweeter on the nose. I, I will, I will say that as you put more water on it, it got, it you got to the point where it was more of like a, a sherried scotch. It had a nice, sweet, rich notes kind of underlying it, but to me, you had to put a, so enough water on it to kind of dilute all the like crazy flavors that were going on. No. And by the time you did that, you were just left with this kind of sweet scotch that was kind of unidimensional, you know what I mean? Sure. So it, it did have a good base, and, and it was a, a richer scotch underneath. I don't know, I just, it, it seemed confusing to me. Um, it, like you had to work at it a little too hard. But I will say, we pulled out a ton of different flavors, but as I went back and kind of rewatched the video, I was like, maybe that's why I didn't really dig it, because it had like, I mean, we must have named 25 things that we all pulled out. I never got fried eggs out of it, but <laughs> but but there were a lot of flavors, marshmallows and tangerine, and you know a, a lot of different flavor profiles that are very disjointed that we pulled out of this glass. So, I mean, it, it's a busy glass. I think that if you're going to think about pulling the trigger on it, you almost need to go to a whiskey event where they're pouring it so you can try it before you buy it. Because you're probably not going to see that one at a bar unless you're at a super high end whiskey and bar. And then you're going to pay out the nose. And then you might as well just go buy a bottle. Yeah, you're going to pay out the nose for, for grandma. I don't know. It's, it's, it's different. It's unique. It's got, is it worth the money? Maybe to a certain group of people that one can afford it and two that are kind of looking for that really super complex to me. I maybe, thought. Maybe they're looking for that muddiness to kind of sit around and, and let, sit there for, for 30 minutes and try to pick out things. I, and I kind of like doing that, right? But yeah. I see your point. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I just poured another glass of it, 
you know, for yeah, you did discuss, discuss <laughs> a little bit. Well, I mean, it's not it's a flat glass. <laughs> sure. Okay. All right, KB. Usually, it's a three finger pour. I'm just trying, I'm just trying to make yeah, sure yeah. there's enough left. He's in like, the I only gave it a one, but I poured a four finger pour. <laughs> You're, you may be right. Um, so yeah, the nose the nose is interesting on it. A lot of sherry, a lot of you know sweetness in it. Very different than that um, oh, yeah. Glenmora. It's because I think the Glenmora probably had very, very little uh, barrel influence, and this is, by definition, the barrel is what makes it unique. So it's tough because there's, there's so much great whiskey out there, right? And it's price wise and stuff. I mean, you, there's literally so much we can't even possibly get through no. half of them in, in our YouTube world. But you know what's it's something to appreciate in different different areas. I, I think this has an appreciation to uh, probably a smaller group and a larger group, but I, I still think it's a worthy. Uh, I I found the nose pleasant. I really enjoy the nose. It tastes. It, it smells like a, a young Oloroso to me, uh, and I really like that Oloroso nose. That's what I'm getting on it. Um, I don't think it's disjointed at all. Yeah, there's some there's some layers in it. But I, to me, they don't fight against it each other. Tasty. I don't. I don't see you know one pulling me one way and the other pulling me the other way. I think it goes down. Real, it, it blends together. And if I think back on my review when I watered it down, it made it even gel together even better. It was like it put glue on the puzzle pieces and just made them permanent. It was really good. I, I, I didn't find. I didn't find a bunch of unidimensional scotches out there that were just here's that here's that. To me, it just all balanced out really well. Um, yeah, I mean, now, I, I, I don't think I gave it a, a 3 5. I don't even remember what I got. I gave it a 3. Um, and I think it's, I, I stand by that. I really think that's what it, it deserves. Price not included. I, I mean, I don't know. I'll be honest with you. I, to, for me to spend this kind of money on a bottle. Oh, I know. I, I mean, I gotta have I gotta have that freaking whiskey gas and look at you. <laughs> you know that? Oh my gosh, I'm gonna die. But know. I mean, so you gave it what? A three. I think I was the highest three five. I gave it a three, yeah. Andrew did a three and Sean did a two, two five. five. So it was definitely um, a kind of. We were all balance. over the map. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. So I appreciate the fact that we're all over the map. I, and why I appreciate it is because it's really easy, and I'm sure everybody that watches the videos, it's easy for us to not be all over the map, yeah, right? It's group it's, it's groupthink, or it's just, you know, the, the whiskey dispels it out, and that's what it is what it is. It's easy for that to happen. Right. So when we are not in alignment, I appreciate it more. I learn more about my own scotch, you know, experience, my own palate, by hearing you fight. You, you, you're having problems with this one. I don't. I don't disrespect that. I, I respect no. the hell out of it. It helps me understand myself better. You know, it's a growth thing, guys. So I think actually they appreciate it more when we disagree. The comments when we are they at odds, I get more comments from us. Look, change match. <laughs> well, <laughs> you beat me up and slap me like a Russian. <laughs> I will say that the other thing that I I like in the comments on videos like that is people pick sides. They do. And, and and not in a negative way, but no. they're like, I agree with Sean on this one, or I agree yeah. with Mark or Drew or whoever. It's fun. That, you know, I'm following your palate. I get what you're saying. And and that gives you a, a data point that maybe you like what we're, you know, what I'm, my palate is or Mark or whoever. So, um, yeah, I, I think it is kind of interesting because we do have, you know, I, I know of a handful of people that are close, close to us that kind of. You know, agree with me or you, etc. Oh, what's that? I love Scott. Another Keith. super chat. Oh, thanks, Keith. Cheers. Freaking monkey shoulder, huh? All right, oh, monkey thank you. shoulder. Yeah, that's that's a good box. Cheers. Thank you. 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 Thank you.
Thank you for the super chat, I don't know how many Dark bottles of that we've killed. Thank you, Keith. The monkey shoulder goes down too easy. <laughs> and when you're only spending like 30 bucks on it, you're like, or more. I don't even care. <laughs> I'll tell you Fill what, there's the a reason why monkey shoulder is probably like our top five video. It's, it's a good, great drink. Right. For the, for the and everybody price. can afford it. Mm-hmm. Everybody can get in on a bottle of that. Oh, um, that's a good going 15. So, you know, it, this makes me think, we, we've got some a lot of new faces and names I, I yes, see and, and, and since we've great. done something. And so it makes me want to take an opportunity to just throw out there about patron and what that what that means. Um, and the big thing that we do with our patrons, what was the big thing we did, what, four or five weeks ago when we did the big that patron squad? That was pretty squad? fun. So oh, for all of you blast. out there that are not patrons, yeah. don't know anything about it, last, uh, it's been about two months ago. For all of our patrons, we'll, uh, we did a big Scotch swap, um, and so we all drew names. Secret Santa, Secret Santa Scotch swap, and it was a blast. Um, we're going to do it again. Uh, yep. it's, I, we haven't got a determined we, we frequency. Yet, yeah. Yeah, we haven't said we're going to do it four times a year or twice a year, but it's coming up again, and if you're into you know sharing something from your bar and getting something from someone else's bar... Yeah, all it costs you is posting. You, you got to get in on. Or I'm sorry, now we can't. You can't ship scotch. You you have to arrange for it to get to the other person's house. That's it. So we and we we basically were able to figure out a way to have all kinds of different unique samples for each people. It was fun. It was, it was amazing. Was the love that was spread out. And then we did a a live private live show with them, and we talked about it all. Right. Everybody really got cool. a chance to chat it out. It, so. You know, if you're not a patron, um, and that sounds uh, something like you want something you want to be involved in, make sure uh, I mean, we'll be talking about like it. Five bucks a month or something. Yeah, like that. to get yeah. into that, and then if you if you have more, you know, we did we're on a live a live Discord before the show, and we'll go on live Discord after for higher levels. Yeah, there weren't that many people on the live Discord no, this, no, it wasn't this, this evening. I, I think everybody. Song, right? I really think people. everybody's as busy as we yeah. are right now. It is you know, the, the heart of the summer. So I get school that. Start, school's starting up for us. I mean, we're, all our kids are in school again, so it's, that. it's crazy. So, so do you want to uh, yeah. move on to yeah. the next? Uh, uh, just a reminder, if you haven't entered for the two-ounce sample giveaway of this Black Art 5.1, it's the bot's going crazy. The bot's so going exclamation oh, point. Other thing to note, this is only available for those that are 21 and older. Here. You have to be, or you have to be uh, of legal drinking age in your country. Thank you. Yes. So we need to make sure that anybody that's listening to this, make sure anything you talk through, you are. You have to be locally drinking. to pick it up. Hey. Wink, wink. Yep. I see George Kaplan. I didn't see him. Really. Hey, George. Oh, yeah, he's, he's been George. Here for a while. I know. I just yeah. saw his name come across. I didn't see he, him. He was What's saying going that, on? I see he, Hoagie, too. <laughs> George was saying that he's, he considers him a collector. Amy considers him a hoarder. <laughs> I, I so let's get into it. Both right. Let's get He's into it. A hoarder or a whore? <laughs> I'm the whore. Oh, yeah. All right. Our topic of discussion for this week is going to be collecting whiskey. Uh, I actually invited Mike down for this, but it was school night and he was busy with the kids. And he also said that it would probably be uh, not PG if he came down to talk about um, collecting whiskey because he has some very strong opinions about it. Uh, so, oh, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, and I think bourbons, it's, it's oh, bourbons. E- even crazier than scotch. Um, but okay. scotch, I mean, so you can go about collecting a few different ways, right? Um, if you go to Rare Whiskey 101, they publish a semi-annual and annual report about if you want to invest in whiskey as an investment, right? So you're going to go buy specific distilleries. To hold and resell. You're not drinking this stuff. It is like 
buying stocks or anything else, right? You're yeah. hoping that this whiskey appreciates in value so that you can sell it for a profit. All right. Can All I right. play the dummy and ask the questions? Sure. Okay. Does that mean that I physically own the liquid? I own the whiskey at that point in time? Yeah. So so we're talking about you going out and physically buying bottles. Okay. okay? So you go out and buy a rare bottle of something, or you buy something that is in a limited supply. So we're talking about single batch uh, sure. whiskeys. We're talking about um, limited release stuff, stuff that's going to appreciate in value. So, so like the Game of Thrones bottles, everybody went out. It oh went gosh. crazy, right? Yeah, they did. Right. The list price on those bottles was like sixty bucks, whatever. Yeah, like but, there were, but there were liquor stores selling it for. Hundred, two hundred dollars, and then on the secondary model market, it went even higher oh, than yeah. that. So, I mean, it immediately increased in value. What we're talking about is whiskeys that are going to appreciate over time. Right, it's sort of like a stock market. Right, I mean, a, a long-term investment, not yeah. some short sale, you know, on a bottle. Exactly. So, if you go to Rare Whiskey One Hundred and One and you look at their report, it's very detailed. Like they sell and and help people get together. If you're looking for a specific bottle, they'll they'll help you. But they they put together this aggregate report and it's extremely detailed. Um, which, if you are a collector, which whiskeys are you know going for you know how much per bottle, which distilleries are popular, um, what your average price per bottle is, all of that kind of stuff at auction. Um, and then they also put one together for investors. So if you're going out and you want to pick specific distilleries to invest in, so, you know, McAllen is one that's very popular yeah. every year. But actually, last year, uh, Beaumont was the top four investors. Really? Wow. Uh, McAllen was number four. Ooh, I bet they didn't like that. Right? Uh, but I mean, it, it fluctuates year to year. That's because they overpriced the initial bottle. And, and it's it just depends on the bottling. So... You know, you can do this a couple of different ways. You can go try to buy whiskeys that are already old. So like that that bottle that we just yes. finished, that Glenmura. So that is a vintage bottle, it is right? Vintage, yeah. There's probably not a whole lot of those bottles around. Nope. Um, it was fairly unique to begin with. Mm -hmm. So if you find a collector for that particular distillery, yeah. somebody that really appreciates that liquid, that's when you start to get price increases, and that's yeah, when you that make was your an money. Independent bottler of Glenmora, so that makes right. It more, yeah, it that's makes not it. as hard for me to follow. What I have a hard time understanding how to do is, what happens if I want to? I, I don't want a bottle. I want to invest in whiskey, but I, not to the point where I want to buy this bottle and then turn around and hope someone buys it from me back. Well, yeah. and you can do that as well. So there are companies like Cask eighty eight, but there's some others that are middlemen for you to purchase casks of whiskey. So you don't have to necessarily bottle that whiskey. And you can buy whiskeys that are basically it's a commodity, new, right? It, it is a commodity. But it's a, it's a commodity that you actually physically own something. So if like yep. if you go buy gold, right. You're not buying they're not futures. setting aside gold and saying, okay, this is Mark's, right? right. You can. Well, you can. They, they but can send you the gold, little piece of gold. Yeah. Right. Which, yeah, but this is a little bit different in that you own a specific cask. So you go to them and you say, you know, what do you have? And they say, okay, I've got a cask of, you know, Ardmore. And you buy for it. For example, right? Yeah. So you spend 2500 bucks. You know the size of the cask, what the wood is, all of that stuff. They're going to store that cask for you for up to three years, right? And then you can store it for longer. At the end of that time or whenever you decide... 
you know, that cask might be 10 years old and you bought it for 2,000 pounds and now it's worth 12,000 pounds because you've been sitting on it for that long. Now you can turn around and sell it to somebody else or you can bottle it for yourself. So, I, I mean, those are all options well, that's, when you're investing. That's not the only option, though, right? There, okay, there George Costanza. <laughs> hands-off version? Yeah, there, there, are, there are a few. Essentially, they're like mutual funds for, for whiskey. That's yeah. what I was going to say. So, so nice they're going to go in invest. They're going to take your money. And there's actually a lot of, there's real estate ones. There's, I mean, but there are specific ones for whiskey that yes. are going to take your money they're going to invest it in cash in those or whatever, and, and your shares essentially are going to appreciate because of the money that they're yes. making. Right, they're, so they're, they're doing all that. that. You're just supporting them financially and getting a return. It, it minimizes your risk, but you're also paying their fees. and their Right, you're not getting as much out of the cash. I get yeah. it. Now, the problem that you run into for people like us is, number one, I want to drink it. Yeah, that's the problem. <laughs> how, what's he saying? I mean, how are you going to sell weed when you smoke weed, right? <laughs> That's exactly where we're at, right? So you, you've got to you've got to recognize that you know you're buying bottles to set aside. Yeah, um, And some of these bottles, I mean, if you're buying straight from the liquor store, like you know, you know, like the McAllen series, you know, the edition series, right? So if you start from the beginning and, and you're going to buy a full set or two sets or whatever you can afford, like you're just going to set them aside and they're going to sit there for five years, 10 years, 15 years, and then you're going to turn around and sell them. So, so some of these bottles appreciate quite a right. bit. So let, let's, let's, here's a great example. All right, Travis, you got one that you're really getting, getting ready to get rid of. You Matthew paid 98 bucks for it. We'll give you 100. You made two bucks. We never had the one. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you ten extra. I mean. So you're going up to one ten. Up to one ten. So we're at a bidding war right now. We love it. <laughs> We've never had it. So. Now, I, it's funny that you mentioned that one because I went into a liquor store not to buy scotch. I was actually buying a, a bottle of wine for my father. I walk in the liquor store, but you have to go in the scotch section, right? Like that's just it. how that works. <laughs> so I get the bottle of wine picked out. I go through the scotch section. I don't really see anything that catches my eye or whatever. And I go look behind the counter at this particular liquor store, and the first thing that I see is a a whole rack of White Walker <laughs> behind the counter. Sure. Right, it can stay there. And and right above it, there's a Macallan Edition Number Two, for, orange bottle for so for like a Bucko Five. Yeah, the orange box one. So I'm like yeah. Bucko Five. I'm like, can I see that box? And she's like, yeah, okay. So she hands over. I'm like, yep, coming home. <laughs> Uh, Never mind. <laughs> there, there was the only one. They, they had some fours, and they had this one bottle. You know, the irony is that six months ago there was a, a dozen of them sitting at one particular liquor store, and then we tried to do that Mac for Dummies. Couldn't find a bottle within twenty-five no, mile no, radius to no. save our life. But that's the thing. So it's it's a limited, finite quantity of bottles, yep, and right. once they're gone, they're gone. So this this uh, rare whiskey one hundred and one, when they put this together. They're looking at the different bottles. They're trying to estimate how many bottles are still left on some of these rare bottlings. How do bottlings. they do that? Jesus. I, I don't even know. Uh, but they've got a system that they put together, and, and they track auctions. So they know, like, you know, they were taking the average. They're taking out the, right. you know, the two McAllens that sold for, like, $1.7 million or right. whatever. They Crazy. take those out, Outliers. and then they figure out the, the average and they did a pretty good job. And so reading through the report, it's it's really interesting stuff, especially if you're thinking about it, you know, because we all have, 
you know, a lot of us have fairly decent collections. Now, all my bottles are open. So, right. you know. So, someone had asked a question way earlier. If you open it, is it still collectible? Not, no, not no, really, no. no. Because the other thing that the report uh, went except into... Except for around people that you know and your friends and your right. acquaintances and stuff that drink Well, there are, there are a lot of people. I mean, even I know some risk tubers that do that have open bottles, but they exchange them because they have other people that want they want to sample stuff or try it. So they, they're right. like, you know what? I'll take that half bottle of blah, blah, blah. So there's a weird market for it's it. It's a weird market right. for it. It's unique, right. but it's... But it's usually a, a trading It's more market. of a friendly thing than anything else. The other thing that the report went into that I found really interesting was it went into into really depth about uh, the fake whiskey market and how they were combating, Oh yeah. you know, fake whiskey sales. Because, right. you know, you're talking oh, about okay. bottles that are worth 100000 200000 a million dollars. That's what? a lot of money. That's crazy. Right? So how do you verify? So it's kind of like a... It's a, happened not in the last year. Yeah, somebody yeah. Got, bu- got busted. Got they fake. Caught their fake bottles. Buck. I, I forget how many bottles they said were faked, but it was a lot. It's a lot higher than you think. Well, it's it's kind of like fine art, right? So if you go to sell you know, a, a Monet or something like that, they're going to have experts come in and verify that it's actually... Oh, absolutely. One of those paintings, right? Yeah, yeah. A- and that it was him and it's it's authentic before somebody goes and pays a bunch of money for it. And it's the same thing with scotch. They're doing carbon dating and they're doing a, a lot of scientific tests yeah. to verify well, that I'm, this whiskey in the bottle is what it says I mean, it is. Photographs right. of the label and then uh, compare, you know, like uh, 3D imaging of the label versus the original label so they can tell, is it a fake of the label? Is it? Well, let's it be been, honest. Yeah. If you were spending that much money on something, you want to make sure it's authentic. Yeah. I, I get that, but I don't want, well, it's, Mac it's actually sad that how high the, the fake market is. I mean, when we did the Mac uh, 6, right? Yep. That, that, that's a four $4,000 bottle, right? The, the the canter comes in as $2,000 worth of crystal, right? Yeah, it's I mean, beautiful. I honestly had so many reservations about making sure that we didn't, this decanter didn't end up on the second market because all it would take is a, a crafty of enough person to fill it with, you know. Whatever, Occupation Triple well, I mean, they could even spend it on, you know, something good like a nice uh, Glendronic 21, yeah. <laughs> right? But, and sell it for three grand. And sell it for three grand. Yeah. I, I mean, and that's just disgusting. And I didn't want that to come back to us by anybody saying, you guys are contributing to that black yeah. market uh, of false sales. Right. Um, right. So the decanter did not go, uh, it ended up in the right place. We have seen yeah. it since, and it is filled with, I think, mm-hmm. I think a Glenn Farkless 25 is what's yeah. in it right now. But and it looks beautiful. Uh, it looks beautiful. <laughs> uh, so, you know, and that's something for you guys to think about, because a lot of the people on here, you guys aren't necessarily collecting, you're, you're drinking your, your stash. Just right. like we are, right? And some of the bottles that we have are, are fairly rare. I need to drink. Um, so you need to be careful and, and, Zebra. and think about how you're disposing of your cartons and what you're uh, doing with stuff. That's a warm-up scotch. Keep sorry, talking. Keep talking, Sean. He's sure. rude. Yeah, right? I'm sorry. Um, so as far as investing goes, I mean, I've got bottles that I've got set aside. I, I know all of these guys have some bottles set well, aside. i, I got to ask permission. Can we, do you want to kill that one? Well, it's not my bottle. Go ahead and oh, drink it. <laughs> my bottles are all down here. Oh, is a three-year-old worth collecting? No, not when it's open. Yeah. Not oh, when it's open. Wait, that's Eden Mill, though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's yeah. A good bottle. All right. So <laughs> you, you were saying. Sorry. I, I think that the whole point of the collecting is, you know, I've got bottles that I I've bought because I thought that, number one I like the bottle, 
So I'm not saying I'm going to sell it. I may drink it at some point. Right. Right. But I've got a, I've got certain bottles set aside because they're they're special for me. Now they're also collectible bottles. So at some point down the road, I may I may say, you know what? I don't necessarily need to drink that bottle again. I've had it already a yeah. couple of times, four or five times. Yep. I'm going to sell it to somebody else. Did you know? To me, I, I there's nothing on my bar that I have. I'm afraid of opening. Everything is nope. available. I will drink it all. Obviously, I'm with you. I have some bottles I really like, and I want to keep. I'm, so I want to have maybe a couple of extra ones because I really appreciate that. But at the end of the day, I'm not going to sell anything. I don't care to sell anything. Yeah, I'm not in the market. And I'm not. I'm going to have everything there because basically, what I'm going to do is try and say, you know what? That bottle is collectible to me because I know you can't. Decent twenty. It's a great example of that, right? Because you, you can find it really hard to find it. And then when you do, you're going to pay through the nose. Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> so I really enjoy it. So you know. I'm going to have a couple bottles and hold on to them, but I'm not going to be afraid to open them. And I think that's fair. Now, do you think, and I was thinking about this a lot when I was reading through the report, the people that are buying scotch as an investment, there are people out there that don't like scotch at all, and they're reading through this report to find out analytically what bottles they should buy. Right. Right. They don't drink scotch. They they don't don't care for it. This is strictly an investment. Right. And they're going to sit on these investments until they decide to sell them. To me, and I know Mike has a whole thing about this because bourbon is big on this. You know, people go out and this is the new hot bottle and everybody goes out and buys up a bunch of stuff. And now this bottle is going for a ridiculous amount of money. It's not worth that amount of money. Right. And it's just an everyday bottle. Right, it's not a special edition. A lot of the Scotch ones that are valuable, it's not the everyday lineup. You know, right. it's not old it's not, only twelve. Yeah, exactly. right. Right. It, it's those one-off editions or special caskings or whatever that that make them special, and so collectors are interested in them. Right. Yes. You know, versus bourbons like where it's twelve. Right. They produce that every year. Right. But, it's, but it hits the secondary market and it goes through the roof twice, three times the price. Right. Well, Pappy. That Pappy's crazy. It's blind to me. And, and I've had several Pappies, and I'm... Still not. Tastes like bourbon. <laughs> right? So, I, I think that at the end of the day, investing is what it is. But if you like... I, I mean, you guys all have the knowledge to do it. I mean, right? truly, it really boils down to what you like to do. Yeah. Because some people are just collectors, period. No matter if it's whiskey or if it's... Baseball cards, Beanie what, babies, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> they're collectors. It's just part of what they like yeah. to do, right? But for us, we definitely don't collect. We right. We, we drink, we drink them all. That seems to be the, the consensus so, yeah, when I read so these let's, comments. Let's look at what's online. There are lots of comments coming through online. We haven't we haven't hit any of the comments online. What what are we seeing online about what people talk through? The, the vast majority of people are, are saying pretty much they buy the whiskey to drink the whiskey. Yeah. Now they have unopened bottles that they backups. don't intend to to open because they're backups. Yeah. Now when they get to a backup, they'll open it. Uh, like George Kaplan made a comment, you know, he said, everything I have is going to either be opened, given away, or traded. Yeah. It's going to be open. It's going to be enjoyed by somebody. by somebody. This is not an investment in any way, yeah. shape, or form. That's honestly, I think, what, what I our think bars are like. Yep. Um, I, I honestly don't have an, a, a desire to invest in it. Now, from an investment standpoint, now, I'm, not, I'm talking about bottles. To, to flip that over and do what you're saying at a different level and saying, you know what, I I might be willing to say, hey, let's fork over two grand on a cask, sit on it for seven or eight years, and then sell it for ten grand. I mean, that's a hell of a return. That is a good return. 
There, and it's a game. I mean, if you are really patient and you know you want to play the well, game, and, and you right. hope, and you hope brown brown liquors are still strong then. Because right now it's super strong. Because right. if, if if clear liquors pop like up the again, market, right? I mean, man, as long right. as I'm drinking it, it's going to be strong. <laughs> Let's move forward in the show, y'all. So what we got coming up, Jets? I think it's time for our special. Oh yeah! Hold on, we got to wait for uh, our, our special guest to arrive. So we're, we're having a unique uh, intro each week. We do this. So this week we have one special. Are you guys ready? Are yeah. you ready? All right. Here you go. They call me Doctor. Hey guys! What's going on? Oh man! This is Doctor Scotch. Doctor Scotch. 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 You gotta be a little bit careful there. Okay. All right. So, if you open a bottle of whiskey, it immediately changes. We start well, the oxidation process. Oh, I thought it was just a seal was gone. Among other things. So when when you take a whiskey and you open it up, there's a couple things that happen. Um, number one, like you said, oxidation. But I think that is maybe half of what you have to worry about. So that in that whiskey, there's hundreds of other compounds. There's aldehydes, there's esters, there's other things that add the flavor. You know, the um, flavor, the the, the juicy apple that you get from the aldehyde, the, um, you know, the other flavors like that you get from the tannins, from the, um, the grapes, other things that come through. Well, when you um, open that bottle, those start to come off. You know, when, when you have a whiskey in your glass and you, you smell it, you nose it, all that is mm-hmm. chemicals coming out of that whiskey. So when you have a bottle that's open, those chemicals are coming out of that whiskey into the bottle into the and, and out of the liquor. So when you open that bottle and pour it out, all those chemicals that were in that bottle of gas, in the bottle of gas, they, they disappear. You've lost them forever. Hmm. So a lot of those volatiles, those fruits, those um, really high, um, cherries are a little bit, a little bit heavier molecules, so they don't come off quite as high. But some of those flavors, they disappear. Like floral, stuff like that? Yes. So, yes, you get oxidation that will add some bitterness, some other flavor to it. But you also have to be worried a little bit about the other aromatics that come off your whiskey. What does oxidation mean? So oxidation is when you, there are, there are there's ethanol, which is your primary alcohol that's in your whiskey. Love that stuff. That's good stuff. But the problem is there's also other larger, longer, longer chain alcohols that will then break down. And so you lose flavor components. The oxidation will, will break those compounds down to smaller compounds, and then therefore they lose their flavor. They become, you know, um, some of the dusty and some of the, the heavy flavors that don't really have that bright, um, flavorful, you know, uh, component that, that you like in your whiskey. And so oxidation is a, is a major um Component to breaking down a whiskey, it reduces the the brightness, the cheeriness, the the liveliness of a whiskey. But also, when you lose those aromatics, it's the same issue. The so it's thing, like a double. It's like a it, it's it does. So so when you so one of the things you can do if you open a bottle of whiskey and you want to taste it, but you want to keep it, you can put gas in there. I've done so that. that. That'll that eliminate the oxidation, but it won't eliminate the aromatics that come off. That are gone that are, that, because that, they're gone. They're, I mean, they, they will they will fill up. They will um, create a 
vapor pressure barrier and you know kind of equilibrium with the gas in the bottle no matter what the gas is. Now you want to oxidize, but you still lose some flavors. So no matter what you do, once you open the seal and pop the cork, you're going to start changing the whiskey. No Correct. Matter what. Now the more air that's in there, the worse the situation. Mm -hmm. so Increased speed. So what can you do to prevent that? There's there's lots of things actually. I just read some stuff that doing some research. You know that's what I do. That's what you do. Your doctor. He's a doctor. You know what? What one of the recommendations I saw that makes brilliant sense is you put marbles in the bottle. M marbles like glass marbles. What? Because what that does is it fills the bottle up and reduces that oh, volume of air, thing. volume of gas in the bottle. Interesting. And it doesn't change the flavor because it's a it's inert glass. substance. Exactly. And it prevents you from losing your marbles. Uh, exactly. You don't really. lose marbles. So you, so you can put marbles in the glass, you fill it up so the liquid is like at the, at the neck port, Dude, and then you bad. then you put your cap, your cork back in, away you go. That's interesting. So how many marbles do you need to do that? It depends on how much it's gone. All right. In Sean's so, case, case, you so need like, like 10 like, bags. Like I have a bottle here of, of Long Row uh, 14. That's maybe a third empty. You don't need that many. You get it back up to the neck. It's just like you opened it. Really? That's an interesting way to do it. Yeah. That's so that's one way. I think if I yes, go out and buy a bunch of marbles, my wife's gonna think I've lost my marbles. She's gonna be like, "What in the heck are you doing?" So when you when you pour it, do they all pop out? <laughs> well, that, that's a bit of a problem. You may have to pour through a strainer, but it, but it will help save your life. All right, so you got marbles and you've got. Do I hear you say gassing? Right. You can gas them. That'll reduce any oxidation. The other thing that the, the people, <laughs> the other thing that the people need to consider is you keep them out of the sun. So. You know, there's a reason scotch comes in a can. It keeps the light off it. Light does actually break down your whiskey. That's true. So, does heat? Heat I, is, is that a question for Bob? <laughs> His garage. Yes. The, the heat is just about as bad. Because he's the one. Okay. So, temperature, heat, light, air, all those things will break down bad whiskey. Bad for your whiskey. It'll ch well, it'll change your whiskey. Mm -hmm. So, you know, like when you take a, take a glass and you um, leave it out and you want it to kind of air out and change to mature in the glass that's kind of what's happening in your in your right. bottle but you don't want that to happen for years or months at a time so well we we have had bottles where we've opened up and then come back a couple months later and said man that thing really opened up and it's wonderful now it, it was yes. really tight when we opened it and now you can tell. it's yeah it, so in in some instances it's you you're actually trying to do that yes correct that, so there's a comment online. So you know, I mentioned putting putting um, marbles in the glass. A smaller bottle is the exact same effect. I, I, you know that that is a great idea for reducing that amount of air relative to the amount of liquid. It's money. I mean, that's that's the way you do it. So Alan Ward just commented. He's a nice concept. He's a, he uses gas now. We all just started using gas. I've got a couple bottles. Yeah. So so gas gas will reduce about half of what you're losing. But how does it work? What's the point? Is it heavier? It's, it's a whole. No, heavy... it, it displaces the oxygen. So okay. there's, if there's no oxygen in the bottle, then there's no oxidation that's going to occur. Gotcha. But you still have to worry about the volatiles. The volatiles will still come off, and they'll create an equilibrium with the gas that's in there. And then when you open the bottle the next time, you'll they, lose those. So you don't want to gas something and leave it for a year because it will change. Well, once you gas it, I mean, it's it's set. I mean, it's not going to change any more than, than it would a little anyway. bit from the bottle. Actually, probably the worst thing you can do is the number of times you open it is the number of times you change that gas in the bottle. 
So even with the amount of oxygen, so it, say you have this, this um, one third or one quarter gallon bottle, there's not that much air in there. So if you keep it capped and keep it in good condition out of the light, there's not that much oxygen in there to really change the, li the liquid. It's when the liquid is lower. Yeah, so when you've got like a, a, a quarter of a bottle or an eighth of a bottle, the air relative to the volume is pretty high, and that's when you have a problem. Gotcha. So, so basically what you're saying is once you get past the halfway mark, call a couple of friends over and drink that thing quick. <laughs> halfway, halfway, borderline, three quarters, you pretty, pretty much need to drink it in a month or it's going to change dramatically. In a month. You hear that, folks? In a month. So, so if you're having problems, you can send it to me. Yeah. I, I have two related questions. Yes. My first related question is, with light and heat changing the whiskey, is that why you see bottles coming in tubes so that they are Correct. kept yeah. dark and keep in inert. mind these are going to liquor stores that have bright lighting and they want they, some of them are have big huge windows that let all that light in and all that will will damage the um, the organic compounds that are in that bottle. No, right. not you know, like tremendously, just a little bit, right? I mean, it's well, it will. I mean, if you put if you have a bottle that's sitting in a window. It will be dramatically different than a bottle that's sitting in your in a in a closet. So, like, if you go to a liquor store and you find it dusty, which what we'd like to find, right? Love yeah. those old so, dusty. Yeah. I guess most of the time they're probably in back in the corner or whatever. But there's a chance that if it's been sitting up there for a while and you've got some big lights in there, it, you're telling me it could be less quality. If it's on the top shelf under a fluorescent light. Without a case or a can or a box, probably. I mean, yeah, that's true. It's probably going to be in the box most of the time. Right. But, but keep in mind, it's not going to be in direct sunlight, which is the real worst, because okay. that, that heat is so much better, or so much worse on, on a whiskey. Um, it won't be hot. It'll be in an air-conditioned building, presumably. It will not have been opened. So it, it will, it's probably not going to be as good as the bottle that was sitting <laughs> on, the shelf, on the back shelf, but it will be different. You, so we've got uh, a few comments. Call me halfway. Yeah, basically when you open it, just finish it. Yeah, yep, there you go. <laughs> there you go. True, Problem solved. Once you open it, yeah. What so, was your second question? Uh, so then my second question was, because we were talking about collecting whiskeys, right? Yes. So as long as that bottle is sealed and in a tube, let's say, how long would it stay with modern techniques? Yeah, if you keep that in a dark environment, in a climate-controlled environment, essentially you can keep it forever. There, there's nothing. Nothing's going to grow in there. The alcohol content is too high for bacteria to grow in there. It's not going to dramatically change in that bottle. You do have to worry a little bit about the cork, um, because the alcohol can um, degrade the cork, which can pull bad compounds into the whiskey. So don't store it on side. Do absolutely do not store it on side. Don't need to keep the cork moist like you do with not, wine. Not with the wine. Well, yeah. the, that's it. The problem is, if you keep it on its side, the cork is. Moist with alcohol, that is which so tends high. to break it down. Right. So that's the problem. You actually don't want the alcohol in contact with, with your the cork, cork okay. for a, for a whiskey because that will actually degrade the cork. Well, I you know we had uh, I had a problem just a couple weeks ago with a bottle that I ordered from Scotland. It was shipped over. Obviously, they flew it over. Um, it was it was still sealed, 
But when I unpacked it, it was there was scotch all over the place. Mm. It basically in the altitude change uh, or the the, the pressure change and or the heat that it went through forced it, it expanded the liquid in the bottle and it forced it out. In, it, but the cork was still in there. Cork was still in there, That's still sealed. But it dissolved the glue. On the oh yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. It, it, <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. And so especially it's, it's with that one. 60 one of our one of our subscribers. He got his bottle the next day, and Facebook messaged me a picture. He said, look at how high the, the liquid is. The liquid was all the way up past the label, almost to like here. No kidding. And two hours later, he sent me a picture of it again, and the liquid was right back to where it was supposed to be, just because of the temperature change. Okay. Because, because the DHL wow. delivery man had put the box in, in, a, uh, in his mailbox or wherever it was that was in direct sunlight. It had been sitting in there for a couple hours. Oh. So it was like in a hot box. So uh, the thing about um, ethanol is that it is very, it has a high coefficient of expansion with a thermal co coefficient of expansion. So a as you heat it up, the liquid expands. And so it's going to push up into the neck of the bottle. Now, if the, the problem is if the bottle's upside down and it does that, it's going to compress that gas and it's going to push it out the cork. If it's if it's right side up, the gas can push out the cork. It's not it's not a hundred percent. It's not completely sealed. The gas, the gas can push, push out. The liquid can can rise, and then the gas can come back in as it cools down. I see. So you know that's the key of putting it on your side. If you have temperature change, you can push liquid out because there's nowhere for the air to go. Right. You know, even with the foil on there, it's not hundred percent airtight. Airtight sealed. Doctor Scotch is the man. Dr. Scotch, <laughs> nice job. you are awesome. Thank you. Hey, hey, hey. Cheers, cheers. Cheers to Dr. Scotch. Dr. Scotch. Dr. Scotch. Oh, wow. Okay. All right, guys, it is time to pick a winner of this two-ounce two sample of Blackheart 5.1. See you guys. So, From Brooklady. Thank you for all for patience for our first giveaway tonight. This is the, a new bot we're trying out. I definitely found some things I'm going to tweak. But are you guys ready to pick a winner? Hang on. I've been ready. Yes, we're ready. Five entries. Get to your question in a second, Traps. So let me go ahead and pick the winner. And give me a drum roll, please. Wait, wait, wait. Do you not want to go through and do another round of or is it been enough? It's done. Okay. I can't do anymore. And the winner is... I'm not a drum roll guy. DJ11. DJ11 is in the house. You just won. You won, won the one. Dude, so, this is the guy who's outbidding me on the Macau number one. So that's I don't. Sucker. <laughs> we don't know about you, but you know, we're going to hook you up. Wait, congratulations, good. DJ. Hey, make sure you email us at scotchfordummies at gmail.com your address so we can uh, send you some salsa. That's right. Um, so we can talk. And we can talk. So appreciate it. Congratulations. Yep. Anyway, we did have one more question uh, as Dr. Scotch was leaving. Oh, I feel um, like that may be one for next week. The synthetic cork? Mm -hmm. Well, because we could talk about... Corking? Or... Yeah. We can talk about the that. cork taint. How about we'll say well, that's to, leave, to, to answer in another session, but you don't have to worry about the synthetic cork... Um, it's actually more reliable. It's breaking down. Yeah. It, right. Honestly, it's better in wine, too, I think. But It is, too. Yeah. That's a, that's another topic. Yep. So anyway, I am empty one. Doctor Scotch for next week. Actually, this long row is the ball. Really? Let me I'll tell you what. Mm. Well, if you guys have a question, down, we can dump it. if you guys have a question for Doctor Scotch, email us or get on Discord and uh, talk to us on there. Yep. Because honestly, I know you guys have a hundred questions, and this guy has a lot of answers. So actually, he is a brain. He's really smart. You guys just have to ask the questions. I don't to bring talk it out. a lot, but I know a lot of things. 
He's really smart. He is, he is smart. You may not understand what he's talking about. But we're going to actually, this room, so the agenda night, we're doing uh, kind of a new um, stable for us each each week. The whole agenda we're putting together, and Dr. Scotch will be on each week going forward. Um, it's part of our podcasting that we're doing right yep. now as well. Yep. So, And by what podcast, you can catch us on like multiple platforms. Right we are now. the number one growing Scotch podcast in America right now. Boom. Number one. You can find us on Apple. So let us know what you listen to podcasts on. We're probably on there already. Yeah, of course, most of the people dummies. that, are, that are online right now. Make live. sure you go on and subscribe. Yeah, and uh, if you're on Apple, uh, if you're on iTunes, Travis. write us a review. Love to hear. We it. love all that awesome. stuff. Yes, Travis, that's exactly what it is. You know, Travis. Knows. I know, Travis. See you, Captain, knows. good to see you, buddy. Thanks, Captain. <laughs> all right, guys. All right, we are so, getting close to the end of the show. Um, what else do we got going Questions on? Questions from the live chat. Questions from the live chat. Uh oh, stuff for work wants to have a whiskey science nerd off with Doctor Scotch. All right, let's do it. <laughs> I maybe feel we, like it's old we, west. Maybe we can have stuff for work on on the the screen back here sometime, and we can talk through this stuff. Uh, I let's love look it. At DJ, what, what I, I think you should have a, a, a like Doctor Scotch episode with just you and the audience for like an hour. No. Oh, answer questions. That'd be fun. I think it'd be awesome. <laughs> and we'll, we'll be on the other side of the camera going, Laugh rapid fire. You'd <laughs> <laughs> be fun. So we've got a lot of reviews coming up. Uh, we were talking before the show about our status of what's on the bar that needs to be reviewed and our, uh, our frequency. Um, we are going to do our damnedest to, to really increase the frequency here over the course of the next month to get caught up on a few things. So... Uh, hopefully you will see um, maybe ratcheted up a little bit more reviews. We gotta pay off the techie guy. We got we got Drew's gonna be responsible for that. But um, we do have a lot to to get to you guys. I think we said we had twenty five bottles that we needed to get reviewed. We have, we have twenty five on my bar, just sitting here right now. So we need to get these things out. Some of them been sitting here for quite a while, and uh, it's just hard to do when you're only doing one a week. So um, be on the lookout for that, guys. Uh, what else is going on for as far as announcements in the future? We are. Do we have an update for the, the, the Scotland trip. We are think? diligently working on that, right, Sean? Yeah, Mark and I are all over that. We are. We had uh, we had several meetings today. Literally, we are going. We've made a commitment to, to Drew to get a, a couple of action items finished by the end of this weekend, and then it, the ball's back in his court. Um, we're really trying to solidify the, the distillery tours. We need these things locked down before we move forward. we got a great list of distilleries that we want to visit for you guys. It's a whirlwind trip. Um, let's hope that they all come through. I, Ten distilleries, five days, four nights. I feel good about that. I think it's, that's a lot my of My liver has a mile. Oh, my gosh. But the beauty of that is you can sleep in a little bit. Because they don't open at 8 a.m. So, and then it's only two per day. So you got time to do the tours. You got time to hang out, drink some whiskey, maybe buy a bottle, have a lunch, go to the next distillery. I mean, it's so. Uh, let me tell you guys something. The, the most exciting part about the whole trip, obviously, it's going to be from from beginning to the end. It's going to be amazing. But I know when we went, and just on the bus tour alone, we, we went to obviously different timing. But the end of the night. When you were in different places and different hotels in the Scotland territory, you don't know where you're at, and just sitting at the bar, enjoying a cocktail or two with all your different strangers and friends, 
It's amazing. It's awesome. So I'm all, the, all the strangers that. become friends. It's yeah. exactly right. And you're sharing drams, and it's just a great experience. There's going to be drams well, being shared go. on the bus while you can. <laughs> I'm going to go swim in the spay. I don't know what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> Lock this. We're going to catch salmon oh, with our bare hands. Catch <laughs> Nessie. I'm going to find that thing. <laughs> um, it's going to be, we are we are literally diligently working on it. It's, it's still a work in and progress. And we're still talking... June of twenty, the end of June, 20, June of yeah. twenty, June of yep. twenty twenty. So it's 20. the last full week of June. That that that's already uh, locked in. Did you see what stuff we're? I working? did. I, hey, biochemical engineer, we can talk. Nice chemistry professor. That, I I think that would be an awesome show. That would be a good show. Actually, instead of going head to head, we should just throw them up on the screen, and you guys can just answer questions. Yeah, I think that would be, be cool. hilarious. Especially if he's got a whiteboard, so he can draw chemical models. While yeah, I'm, I'm trying to find a portable whiteboard. <laughs> Maybe I, you know what I need to do? I just need to take like a yellow marker on this black, and it would work. We just need we to swap that out for a touchscreen. Exactly. We need a we need a skateboard. Skateboard, yeah. <laughs> One lost cause. I I agree. I almost called him out on the uh, the having a cocktail in Scotland. Yeah. What? I'm just gonna drink it out of the bottle. Well, like a gin, like a <laughs> we martini, have been known like to a gin martini. Have a gin martini in Scotland. I, I, I don't think that. I think I'm gonna be drinking whiskey. Yeah. Because you know what they call scotch in Scotland. Whiskey. Whiskey. <laughs> Breakfast? <laughs> I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> Breakfast. That's right. Oh, boy. Um, all right. Well, so I, I guess that's uh, – I'm I'm all out of stuff for tonight. I don't know if you guys had anything else well, to cover. Well, we are out of time. Uh, we Actually, technically, we have three minutes left. So um, anything else you want to discuss? We did have one thing for Scotch in the news, and let me see if I can pull it up Wow, that's really bad. No. Um, uh, what did I do with it? All right. I think it was on different map here. There it is. That long fourteen is delicious. That's got a... That's, that's, that's so much funk in that. I was trying I love to... the funk. So one of the things I thought, I you know, being a, um, an Isla guy, uh, <laughs> I saw that Kilhoman is doubling their capacity. So, you know, Kilhoman has lots of unique bottlings and very terroir. They have, you know, the Machiavelli Bay. They've got lots of... Aren't they A to Z, too? Don't they... I thought They're, they were... The they farm could, distillery? Right. They they do, but they essentially... They Are open, they now buying barley? They bring, you know... Bring well, when, oh, they, you. when they open another... Um, they just... Um, per, you know, they just brought online another additional still. And so that essentially doubles their production. So when you double production, can you still get all the local grains and things? That's what I'm it's saying. More difficult. Is, is it going to have an effect on that? Maybe, but it's something I'm willing to uh, entertain. So, um, <laughs> so the, the whiskey tube community is growing a lot, right? It the is. Core, the core of us is still there, but there's, there's a lot of new guys out there. And they're Lots of well. new guys, yeah. One, one of the new guys that I, I've actually started watching a lot lately is Whiskey Geek. If you're not following, go check him out. But he did actually had a he's he's in Scotland so he lives there or actually he's in England, but he did a a, a video on Kilhoman and hmm. the whole episode is on basically doubling their capacity. Hmm. So you may want to go check it out. It's a pretty good video. The whiskey, cool. you said the whiskey geek. Okay, yes, uh, on YouTube. So check him out. Very good. So that's an interesting interesting bit of news. It's always good to hear um, whiskey distilleries expanding their capacity. So hopefully the market will continue to support that. I, I think that it's not going anywhere, to be honest. I don't think it's going to. My, my reservation is I don't want to see any distillery 
increase their capacity at the cost of quality. Exactly. That's that's my only hang up. And I'm sure they don't either, right? Well, I, I hope thing. that they don't want to just so, crank out more. You know, McAllen blew up their capacity with that new plant. New Holy cow, plant did they, they ever, right? They more than doubled their capacity. But we won't know about it for 12 years. You know, well, I hope I'm still thing, around. <laughs> the interesting thing about this whole thing, though, is, is it, are, are we going to get into a scenario where NES is overpowering the, the year? I, I think, think so. that's what the industry is trying to They're do. Trying I think that. That, that, that's what they want. Yes. Well, sure. It makes sense because they can keep up the capacity that way. But yeah. I mean... There, I mean, because you can't speed up the years. So, so to <laughs> tie this back into our original conversation about collecting, then you start buying bottles that have age statements on them. Yeah. Well, and, and you get True. into, when you start looking at scotch history or whiskey history in general, you get these boom and bust cycles, right? Mm -hmm. So we're in a boom cycle right now. Sure we are. People are buying. Everybody's excited. Everybody's expanding. There's about 120 distilleries in Scotland right now. There were, you know, a couple hundred at one point, um, and you know, over time they've. And even if you read about any distillery, pick any distillery you want. There's opened, shut down, bought by, shut down yep. for a while. Right. Oh, yeah. you know, Repeat, rinse, whatever. <laughs> and, and so, you know, you get those those cyclical things. Now we're in a different kind of marketplace now, where you've got you know it's a more interconnected global economy. Sure. So yes, I, yeah. I think that you'll see less of that boom and bust, like big boom, big bust. Hmm. But Ooh, I mean, every business that does this kind of stuff is like, well, if we're making money, let's just go so ahead and keep, keep making money. But you're talking about investing for something that won't return in you know for five, ten, twenty years. Yeah, that's, that's the tough part. You know, so it's I mean, not like a gin. Or a vodka yeah. or anything else. I mean, whiskey takes time. Right. Yeah. Can you imagine planning for what the market's going to be 12 years from now? How do you even predict that? But they've been doing that for years. Yeah, that's, a lot of distillers have closed because they planned and then failed. Well, that's, a lot that's of them are stuck around, right? though, yeah, for years, got, too. Yeah. Well, and, you know, the ones that stick around seem to be creative in those bus cycles with, you know, Yep. Doing something else, works, you know, they utilizing they their product. product. Yeah. So, so I actually have one more thing to talk about. Scotch in the news. I saw it this week. Um, one of our distilleries that we had, I had the pleasure of interviewing their distillery manager back. Uh, that was awesome. Wolfburn. I saw that. Wolfburn had a big week this, this week. Awesome. Uh, Prince Charles visited the distillery. What is Wolfburn. I mean, he went all the way up. I mean, you know, That's Wolfburn's about as far road. north as you can go without yeah. getting on a ferry, right? Yeah. And, um, their Facebook and so, pages, yeah. every kind of, all kinds it, of pictures. It blew oh, up. Wow. Yeah, I it was really that. cool yeah. to see them really getting cool. that kind of recognition. Did he go up just to go to the distillery? Yeah, I don't just in the exact area. event. No, it was for for Wolfburn. Um, That's awesome. It, and uh, it was really cool to see him up there and all the pictures of him getting the tour and tasting some of the scotch. Wow, and, that's great. You know, in a kilt and everything. And a royal visit. You can't beat that. for. And I'm happy for the distillery. I, I think Wolfburn's got good things in their future. And, and just think a year from now, we, we'll be there. We will. We are gonna, we're going to go to Wolfburn. Yeah. I'm to. super stoked. I, I'm, I'm going to... I can't wait. It's I can't wait. Trip, I, mean, I want to jump amazing. in the vat, right? right exactly. <laughs> Let me check this thing out. I'll inspect it for you. It's going to be like uh, Dr. Strange. Nope. Yeah! There, there, were, there were a couple of distilleries that offered to have us work. So, uh, and I will be working. And we're oh, like, we would totally do that. And they were like, are you sure you want to do that? Uh, yeah. No, if, you, right. if you've ever worked full-time in a distillery, 
If, if you think I don't want to roll barrels through a Dunnings warehouse, you are absolutely are you crazy. Me? I wouldn't do anything. Eight hours a day. Yeah, a lot of hard work for well, one day. Well, the worst part, <laughs> the worst part is, is scooping the stuff out of the fermenters. I just scoop for about twenty minutes. I'm good to go. <laughs> That's the problem. They're paying me in scotch. <laughs> I'm fine. All right, guys. On that note, thank you all for the support. We love you guys. Appreciate you guys. Uh, hope you guys like wow. the uh, podcast. If you're listening, uh, we are live every week and review every Monday. At least, at least, we're going to try to wrap that up for a little while here, anyway, to get some of these these uh, bottles and reviews off the board. Yeah. So, so, we'll see you guys next week. Cheers, Cheers everybody! Guys. Love seeing everybody. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll see you guys next Thursday. Cheers. Absolutely. Cheers. Cheers.